You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This month, I'm releasing three to four black labels on Patreon. This is just one of those episodes. The fact is that Obscura is supported by listeners like yourself. To support the show, head to patreon.com slash Obscura Crime Podcast. You'll get access to hundreds of hours of bonus content. Stick around after Black Label for a freebie fired side chat. There are plenty of those on Patreon as well. That's patreon.com slash Obscura Crime Podcast. Pemberton Township, New Jersey, January 16th, 2015, 11 p.m. David Joseph is in his home minding his own business when members of his family grab his attention. There's a fire outside of their window and they want him to investigate. Outside there's a woman. Her name is Hyphen Kimberly Dorvillier and she's 22 years old. She's standing over something and it's on fire. David rightfully asks what she's burning outside of his residence. Hyphen Kimberly responds that it's dog feces. Frustrated and likely confused by why this young woman is burning dog shit outside of his window, David grabs some water and puts out the fire. It's at this moment he hears the baby crying. Below him is the screaming, charred wreckage of a baby that was doused in accelerant and lit a flame. Most of the baby's body is a dark, charred black color. Once the cold shock is done, washing over David and he realizes the situation he's found himself, he becomes aware that the woman has begun to flee. David acts fast. He tackles the 22-year-old woman, pinning her to the ground. The woman immediately begins shouting that the baby isn't hers. David calls for his wife. Stepping onto the scene, she must have felt like she entered a living nightmare. The baby lay screaming in agony, her husband holding down a woman desperately trying to flee. It's here when Mrs. Joseph makes the 911 call. Oh, 
Fire. What? What's the address? Twelve Simon Town Road in Burlington. I can't understand you. Twelve Simon Town Road in Burlington. In Hamilton. Hamilton. T H M B E R T O N. Ma'am, I still can't understand you, ma'am. Hamilton. T H M B E R T O N. Getting me on fire. Okay, I need to know where you're at. Are you in Burlington County? Yes, Burlington County. Twelve. I said Burlington. Ma'am, listen to me. You're you're in Burlington County. Yes, Burlington County. Yes. Okay. And it's twelve what? Chinatown Road. Chinatown. Chinatown Road. Chinatown Road. Are you in, ma'am? Hamilton Township. Okay. Hamilton To make things worse than before, Mrs. Joseph is torn between telling the 911 operator the same address repeatedly and helping her husband restrain Dorvilliers. If she wriggles free, a potential baby killer may escape. Ma'am, ma'am, I'm not understanding what street you're on. Are you saying Hamilton? Ma'am, ma'am, I have the number. What's the street? Oh, shit, what is going on? 
Jackie, what are you saying? You're breathing. Do it. Okay, is the baby in some sort of, uh, like, bag or something, or what's... No, no, it looks like you have it wrapped in a towel. In a she towel? Put, she put W-40 on it and landed on fire. Okay. She's got that, like, emergency, like, one of these... The tail is on top of it, it's going to go to the stick. She has one of these on. Is there a police officer there? When rescue workers arrived, they found the baby with the umbilical cord and placenta still attached. 60% of the baby's body is covered in third-degree burns. Hyphen Kimberly Dorvilliers was arrested and charged with murder. She'd sprayed her fresh-born child down with WD-40, then lit her aflame. Baby Angelica was airlifted to the hospital but succumbed to her burns after two hours of life-saving measures. An excruciating way for her to enter, then subsequently exit this world. Dorvilliers hid her pregnancy from her family, murdering her child in an act of desperation. Personally, I don't have sympathy for child killers. I know the usual hemming and hawing, the socioeconomic situations to consider, but at a certain point you have to draw the line. You need the ability to recognize evil when it's staring you back in the eye. Dorvilliers bafflingly pled not guilty at first. Not long after a psychologist's report, she pled guilty. A year later, she was sentenced to an underwhelming 30 years in prison. I don't personally believe there is a path to forgiveness after delivering a tortuous death to your newborn baby. The state disagrees with my assessment. Do you, listener? A New Jersey woman has been sentenced to 30 years after she admitted to setting her newborn daughter on fire. 23-year-old Hyphen Kimberly DeVoyer gave birth to a newborn girl at her home in January 2015 after concealing her pregnancy from family members. She then drove to a remote road, doused the infant in accelerant, and set the baby on fire. The infant, who DeVoyer's family later named Angelica, was airlifted to the hospital after being discovered with burns on 60% of her body. She died of smoke inhalation and burns two hours after being admitted. Dervoyer agreed to plead guilty if prosecutors dropped the charges down from murder to aggravated manslaughter. She must serve 85% of her sentence before being eligible for parole. As we take a moment's pause in the middle of our exploration of the dark corners of humanity, let's explore a different kind of mystery, one that takes you back to the roaring 1920s with June's Journey. In this hidden object game, you slip into the role of June Parker, tasked with unraveling the murder mystery of her sister. Each scene is meticulously designed, filled with hidden clues that lead you deeper into a storyline, riddled with danger, romance, and scandalous family secrets. I've personally ventured through the ornate parlors of New York to the charming streets of Paris within this game, each chapter peeling back layers of a complex narrative 
that's as engaging as it is visually stunning. Beyond just solving mysteries, June's journey invites you to escape into an era of opulence as you build and customize your very own estate island. It's the perfect blend of challenge and relaxation that I find incredibly refreshing, especially after delving into the often intense themes of our podcast. For those of you who thrive on solving puzzles and uncovering stories, June's Journey offers a chance to channel your inner detective. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Step into June's shoes and help her solve the ultimate mystery. Can you uncover the truth behind her sister's tragic demise? Now, let's dive back into our own mysterious journey here on Obscura. Stay tuned and keep your wits about you. Why are so many dogs suffering from health issues? Actress Catherine Eagle, who's helped save over 16,000 dogs through her foundation, says she's seeing more issues with dog joints, odors, and health than ever before. And after doing a ton of research, she feels there's one place we can look to improve any dog's health. Their food. What she's discovered is that the way many dog foods are made can actually create toxins that could be wrecking our dog's health. And this is true even for many premium brands. Fortunately, she found that just by adding a few special superfoods to her dog's food, she saw huge transformations in their health. She's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step how anyone can do the same thing to see incredible changes in their dog's health. Listener, I've watched this video, and honestly, it's 20 minutes well spent. The health of my animals means everything to me. This stuff has improved the coats and energy of mine, and they love it. Normally they are picky with food, but they really enjoy this stuff. Go to badlandsfood.com slash obscura and watch Catherine's video right now. Again, that's B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S-F-O-O-D.com slash obscura. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome, listener. I'm glad you're here. I want to talk about something I get asked a lot, whether it be through emails or private messages. This is something that I just can't seem to escape, and that's the whole Mike Bidet thing. The thing is, I don't really have any animosity left. There are bigger fish to fry, and I just, I don't care. The only time I really ever think about the guy is when I get emailed about him. And it's my personal view that a lot of people are emailing because, well, they want to stir up drama and they want to start some feud back up or something like that. And yeah, you know, I butted heads with the guy in the past. But the thing is, is that, yeah, we may not see eye to eye politically or what have you. We may not agree on everything, but these days I don't really have any reason to hate the guy. I genuinely don't know what he's up to. 
I mean, honestly, the only thing I feel animosity towards is I think the way that he wields the court system, threatens lawsuits, that kind of thing. I think that's a bitch move. I mean, I think anyone threatening these kind of lawsuits, it's always a bitch move. You know, you are using money to threaten the marketplace of ideas. And I don't agree with that at all. But other than that, I just can't be bothered. And the thing is, before you jump down my throat on this, really think about some of the subjects I cover. Think about the recent science fiction episodes. You know, think about some of the people I've covered there. Look at the Samuel Delaney. And I'll jump on Twitter and I'll search his name and people are still applauding the guy. And this is a guy that's celebrated Nambla and, you know, whatever. Just there's a whole episode about it. But these are people that are walking around and they don't really get called out on this stuff. You know, these are pedophiles. Why would I care about what Mike Bidet is up to? And that's the thing is there are people that want to deplatform him and everything else. You should really spend your energy elsewhere. You really should. The thing is, is that once you start going after Mike Bidet and Sword and Scale and their money, what you're doing is you're setting up things for a domino effect and you're potentially hurting other shows. We saw with YouTube, right? There was a few controversial figures that created what's referred to as the adpocalypse. And if you spend all your time and effort trying to take down this one guy who has, you know, said some shitty things that I don't agree with, right? Whatever. Who cares? I don't care anymore. But if you spend all your time and effort going after that guy instead of like, I don't know, actual pedophiles walking around. What you're doing is potentially threatening the bottom line of other shows that you love. And it's just not worth it, you know? Once, like, Patreon and other ad companies take a stand, what happens is is that other people in the sphere, they'll get wrapped up into it as well. There'll be all these unwritten rules that you'll have to follow. Go watch some YouTube content, right? People always ask me, Why don't I update the YouTube? Why don't I put more episodes? There's a reason why the view counts are so low. I don't want people to know it exists. You know, I put a certain amount of episodes on there just so there will be some Google footprint. And so when people search obscure true crime podcast, it'll show up in the Google feed. But for the most part, that's the most I want to do with YouTube. Because if you watch other YouTube creators on there, They have to watch every single word they say. If they are talking about sexual abuse, they have to use S-A. If somebody is a pedophile, it'll sound like file. It won't actually sound like the word. And it gets to the point where you're listening to these episodes that are on YouTube and you don't even understand what they're saying because every other word has to be censored or watched or combed through. And I don't want that to happen to podcasting, you know? I guess that's where the whole idea of going after Mike Bidet and leading this sort of charge or something like that, to me, I mean, it is cutting your nose to spite your face. And 
what you're going to do is you're going to bring heat down on a lot of other creators and it's just genuinely not worth it. And here's the other thing too. There are people right now listening to this that listen to sword and scale that listen to me as well. And I have no ill will against them, right? Life is hard enough. It really is. I'm not going to stand in the way of what you want to listen to. I'm not going to judge you for it. What you do in your free time With all that stuff that was going on with the Jeffrey Dahmer TV show, I just sat back with my mouth agape because, you know, hot take or whatever, I think that show did a lot more than other shows do in terms of giving the victims a voice. Like, they really went out of their way to paint Jeffrey as a scumbag. I think that they even went as far as leaving what people could be misconstrue as positive aspects about Dahmer out, right? Dahmer wasn't as much as a loner in school as they portrayed him to be. He was considered sort of a class clown type, kind of a goofy guy, bit of a prankster. And I think they chose to leave that part out because, you know, out of respect for the victims, they didn't want to humanize him. They wanted to paint him as a monster, you know? And the thing is, is that if this show jumped through all these hoops to try to make people happy and give people voices that usually wouldn't have them, and I believe, you know, my wife watched it and I kind of watched it in the background, but I think like one of the last episodes, maybe the last moment of the show, I mean, is basically dedicated to the victims, correct? So it's a situation of what else could they have done? At a certain point, what you're asking, right? is for this kind of content not to be made. And I'm all for discourse and I'm all for people giving out their ideas of what should be there and what shouldn't. But I'm not for this move of stepping in and taking away true crime. It's been a part of my life since as far back as I can remember. And I've personally spoken with a lot of victims You know, you guys know my background. I've been through some stuff myself. A lot of us are totally fine with true crime. And of course, some people are not going to be fine with it. But I don't think the answer is going after every show you disagree with. I just don't think it is. You can vote with your wallet. You can vote with your downloads. There are a lot of ways you can vote to say, hey, this is the type of true crime I want to support. But spending your time you know, sort of taking down and cutting down other shows. I just don't think it's worth it anymore. And that's the other thing, right? Say you're one of the people that just spend a lot of your day going after Sword and Scale. There are so many true crime shows now. There are so many. When I started the podcast, there really weren't that many of us. I mean, there really wa- there really, really wasn't. Nowadays, I get as many people following me on Twitter that create true crime podcasts as I do listeners. You know, there's, you know, the door blew wide open. I don't remember the exact year, but there, you know, there, it was even, you know, there was a certain amount of people that would be like, Hey, I want to do true crime. And then out of nowhere, it was like the floodgates open. And now you are spoiled for choice. There is so much. And spending your time, worrying about this other show that you don't like or whatever. It's just, it's not worth it. You could be listening to other shows. You could be supporting other shows. 
You could be lifting creators, tweeting them, messaging them, sending them nice comments, supporting them on Patreon, you know, whatever. And that's the thing is I feel like I need to address this because I still get messages. When are you going to do an episode on Mike Bidet? You know, what happened with you with Mike Bidet? Yeah, that would make a great episode, the whole ordeal, you know? And it's like, man, I went on podcasts. I did the whole thing. I even regret going on some at this point. And why? Why would I want to do that? You know, I have my own show to create. I've carved out my own little niche here. I have you great supporters here that support every episode I put out. You know, hey, I get the occasional criticism here and there. That's fair. I support it. I support your ability to criticize me. I'm fine with it. But I'm not going to waste my time stirring up drama. It's just not going to happen. So if this is what you guys, some of you guys were looking for, addressing the Mike Bidet thing, I guess that's what you're going to get here is just an official declaration of my hat is not in that ring. You know what I mean? And I've had disagreements with other podcasters. I'll tell you that. Other true crime podcasters, big shows, shows that, might be some of your favorites, you know, some heated DMs, you know, that, hey, this is a private heated argument over disagreements, be it pol- politics or ads or, you know, whatever, whatever it is. And we kept it private. It didn't need to be this big blown out ordeal. Not all of us always gets along. And there is a sort of extended community of creators. We We all tend to know each other and but I don't really see any point in stirring things up and getting a, you know, storm of unnecessary arguments going. And it's it's just, it's pointless. It's not worth it. It distracts. It, I don't want podcasting to become what YouTube was in like 2016. For those that remember that, where channels basically switched to being drama channels. I just... No, it's not for me. And that leads me to my other subject. One of the things I'm thinking about covering is what I refer to as extremely online content, right? There are some subjects that have interested me in the past that don't quite fall into the niche of true crime. I don't know if people are interested in it or not. Certain subjects that, like, I'm trying to remember his name, like Hero the Wolf is an example. Certain subjects that are very online that kind of are true crime adjacent, but still disturbing and graphic and dark corners of the internet that have all these strange conspiracies and things like that going on. I don't think that there's enough creators that touch on it. So I've been considering working on extra episodes for you guys where I just kind of cover these subjects that are undercovered. Um, Honestly, an example of it kind of crossing into true crime territory is the Nick Stoutzenberger or some people know him as Nick Bate episode, right? That's a very online episode. And... There are a lot of uh, there are a lot of extremely online people that sort of cross into the true crime territory. There's the whole Chris Chan thing, where 
Yeah, that definitely crossed into true crime. So, you know, that could be an example of a subject, but there's a lot more less known. And I, I tend to go with lesser known cases and subjects. So if I was to cover some like extremely online content, maybe that maybe I would tend towards the trend towards the lesser known subjects. Sorry, get my mind a little stirred up there because this is something I've been thinking of like the past few days. And I don't know, like, would you guys be interested in that? Would you guys be interested in sort of extremely online content of strange individuals and that kind of tread into true crime that may not be the biggest crime cases, but the whole story is sort of fascinating because there's all this evidence on YouTube and various forums and just other corners of the internet because it's kind of hard for me to gauge sometimes, you know, what you guys would be interested in or if that would be kind of crossing into subjects that maybe you guys wouldn't super be into or not. I don't know. Um, but there are some uh, <laughs> pretty, pretty dark subjects. There's a entire discord of furries that, uh, and by the way, you know, Hey, what do people are into? People are into, I watch your movie sucks. He's a furry. I don't have any issue with that guy, but there is a dis a particular discord that was, uh, full of some pretty infamous furries that got into some pretty dark matter. And, uh, I've thought about covering that for a while, but again, it's kind of heavily online content. So I, I, I don't know if it fits under the Obscura label or not. So that's some feedback I would really like from you guys. But yeah, so th those are two things that uh, I wanted to get into. But the other thing is, is uh, as you can tell, I'm doing a bit more of a off-the-cuff, just sort of rambly fireside chat. And that's because the last one, you know, People seem to enjoy it. Uh, the metrics for it are really good. Got a lot of listens and uh, got some nice comments on there and some messages as well. So some of, some of you guys are more in the DMs than you are the comments. But, hey, I'm fine with that, you know, if you, if you don't really want to engage as far as the comments go and just want to message me directly. I try to get to everyone. Uh, if you've ever DM'd me, you know, you probably know, like, it might take a couple days but I, I do try to respond to everyone. Um, the emails can be a little tough sometimes. Some of them go into the spam folder, some of them not, but I do try to get to those as well. And uh, I do appreciate your feedback. And so going forward, I'm going to drop the occasionally rambly off the cuff fireside chat and see how it goes and maybe get better at doing this because you know, usually these are recorded and then trimmed down until like a five to eight minute package. But, you know, some of you want the longer content, warts and all. And uh, I'm happy to oblige. I'm happy to deliver that. I hope you guys enjoyed the two-part Easter egg collaboration I did with Shane. Shane's a great guy. Some of you guys didn't seem to think that uh, that's his real voice, but I promise you it is. Shane is a very tall man with a very baritone voice, uh, but he's also one of the nicest 
people you'll ever meet. I had the pleasure of living in Shane's hometown for about a year before having to move again. And uh, I really enjoyed my time there. So anytime I can collaborate with Shane, especially being under the Arclight umbrella of podcasts, I'm happy to do so. And uh, I hope you guys enjoy that content, getting the ad-free you know, version of it through Patreon. And uh, I hope you guys enjoy the disaster content I've been putting on here as well. I just figure, you know, hey, why not have an ad-free version as a benefit? But Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. So, yeah, uh, that about covers the stuff that I wanted to ramble on about. But I did have uh, a question related to some of my other hot takes, right? Uh, somebody wanted me to kind of talk about those. And so I thought, hey, why don't I go ahead and get into some other hot takes I have? Why not? You know, and if some people get a little pissed, they can get pissed. But this is meant to be lighthearted. Um, I'm not exactly, you know, the voice of objectivity, right? So if you disagree with something I say, that's fine. That's okay. So, all right, here is hot take number one, okay? I think weed, marijuana, etc. is addictive, right? There seems to be this argument that it's not, but I think anything that feels good can be addictive. And I have met people personally that have suffered from weed addiction. I'm 100%, you know, it became a problem where it was eating into their paycheck. Uh, I mean, I think it's, I don't think it should be a hot take, but I mean, anything that sort of gets fires off your dopamine receptors and makes you feel better, you know, and is kind of pricey could potentially be a problem, you know, it can be an issue, you know, obviously probably less likely than booze, you know, for sure. But the other thing I'll say too about weed, right? Let's, let's get further into hot take territory is that I think that if you are working towards a project, if you are trying to get something going, if you're trying to become a YouTuber let me take a drink here. If you're trying to become like a YouTuber or a podcaster or you're going through college, you're working towards a major promotion. I think you should stay away from the stuff, you know, I, I think that uh, it can be a motivation killer. Sometimes you need that fire. You really do. You need that fire in you. To sort of propel you to that next step. And 
No, this isn't a one-size-fit-all situation. There are plenty of people that smoke weed and consume it, and uh, they stay plenty motivated, and they stay plenty energetic, right? But we know what the overall effects of it are, right? And when you joke about it positively, you can admit the fact that, you know, it makes you lazy and it kind of makes you a little, you know, goofy and stupid or whatever. And uh, if you're trying to make things happen for yourself, you know, maybe don't buy the weed vape for that time. You know, focus on your school, focus on your podcast, focus on YouTube. If you feel like it's going to become a crutch for your emotions as well, if you make it an excuse that you need it to not be a total piece of garbage to other people, maybe stay away from it as well. And in a similar vein, another hot take is I think video games can be extremely destructive in the same way. I think that there's never been a piece of media entertainment that is more motivation killing, excuse me, that is more motivation killing than video games. I think that they are addictive. And this is as someone, I play video games, you know, I I do. Um, I enjoy them at, at the end of the day, you know, right before bed. I play an hour or two of video games and uh, have a good time, you know. But there's a reason why you don't hear me talking about video games all the time. And that's because the sort of uh, culture surrounding them has become sort of fanatical. And you kind of can't admit the flaws in the same way with the, you know, weed people. And that's... That I, I've, I have straight up seen video games ruin people's life before, 100%. People that were going through college and they couldn't get off League of Legends or Dota 2 or Call of Duty. People ruin relationships where instead of spending time with their fiancé or their wife, their husband, etc., they're just on World of Warcraft all day. They're in uh, a Discord server talking with their internet friends instead of, I don't know, building towards a family and, you know, real human-to-human interaction. You know, you, you can't replace that interaction you get in person. The people you meet online and video games that consume your life I mean, don't get me wrong, they can turn into real friends, you know, they absolutely can, but knowing someone in person, sharing direct interactions with them, there's no replacement for that, there just isn't, and so I think that's the the sort of like, other than motivation killing, other than the sort of uh, distracting from your loved ones in real life, the sort of third one is that it can also stop you from making real-life friends. And uh, you can trick yourself into thinking that Discord friends are the same thing. And it's just, it's not, it's really not. Um, you may be biased towards thinking it is, but it's not the same thing as real friends that you can build in real life. 
And uh, yeah, no, I I don't think it should be that much of a hot take. Um, and I think that sort of recognizing the issues with these uh, particular hobbies should be normalized. You know, we should start talking about this stuff, you know, and uh, I've spoken with people. Um, My wife, she had an ex that was hyper addicted to video games. And uh, I mean, their relationship sort of fell apart over it, you know, and this is common, right? If if you want to find out about how video games can be an addiction, find a woman who's had an ex that was addicted to video games, right? That'll tell you everything you need to know. And before you start rallying about other mediums, right? Nobody has messed their life up over reading books, right? <laughs> no one's messed their life up because they were a big movie buff, you know? You just don't see it. You really don't. But you do see the guy that, you know, has the video game headset on, right? Right? And uh, they're screaming at their TV screen at like a 13-year-old, right? And uh, they could be doing something with that time a little bit more productive. And again, you know, let me just say here that I play video games. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I use weed occasionally as a sleep aid. I struggle with insomnia, you know? You're not going to get judgment from me. What you do with your free time is up to you. That's fine, right? But hey, we were just, you know, getting into hot take territory. And uh, yeah, those are those are two opinions I have that uh, weed and video games, both of them, and hey, they sort of go hand in hand, don't they? They can be destructive forces in your life, right? And you, listener, who's listening now, I want the best for you, right? And uh, I want you to look at these things realistically, And uh, before you end up down a dark path of (laughs) being a uh, goofy, weed-smoking, video game-addicted person, (laughs) tongue-in-cheek, obviously saying that, you know, just uh, be a little bit more introspective, right? And uh, I think we all could be a little bit more introspective. And I have seen people say online that, both of these things aren't addictive and that they're never destructive. And uh, I just don't think it's true. And I, I think that as time passes, as the years go on, maybe a decade from now, right? We're going to see people admit to these things more and more. Now that marijuana is legalized in uh, various states, and uh, I, I assume that's going to lead to more and more tests. And uh, now the video games are so mainstream, right? We're going to be able to see the effects of it. I, I, I think within a decade's time, right, it's going to be normal to admit an addiction of these things. And you're going to see more people admit that, hey, you know, maybe they hurt their ability to be more, you know, be the person that they wanted to be by getting hooked on these things because... You know, I don't know if you guys have looked into the history of cigarettes. There used to be some companies that sold them as diet cigarettes. They would help you lose weight. And uh, doctors recommend this brand type of deal, you know. 
are uh, when I was a kid, there was the food pyramid, right? And they told you that you needed the most important part of your day was grains and carbs, right? Get that bread in you. And now you talk to any personal trainer and they're going to tell you to cut it out with the carbs, you know, take that baguette out of your mouth now, get it out. This stuff is constantly changing. And the thing is, you can't just wait around for studies, you know, you, you, you can't wait around for someone to say, hey, this isn't such a good idea, right? Sometimes you got to take stock of your life and you got to be like, man, am I... Am I ignoring my girlfriend 24-7 because I'm playing Halo with the boys? You know, am I, you know, is, she, is, she, is uh, my wife wanting to procreate and uh, have a couple of kitties and I'm playing a little too much Call of Duty, you know, and sometimes you gotta, you gotta take stock of these things and you can't wait around for the studies and... Uh, you know, I, I think with a little common sense, you can recognize as well that you don't need to be smoking pot when you're studying. You know, you just you don't. And yeah, so there's a couple of hot takes. I can get into some more hot takes sometimes and ramble on about them if you guys enjoyed this. I'm not sure. But yeah, I, I kind of enjoy doing this. I, I don't know if you guys will continue to like it. I know it's a rambly mess. But that's kind of part of the fun. I can get back to some more edited ones down to about five to eight minutes if you guys want. Or I can keep putting these out. You guys let me know. Leave some comments. Send me some messages. And uh, yeah, I think that's about it for today. So thank you for listening. Keep the fire burning. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.